0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else.
1: Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. It's been an interesting week in professional wrestling. Yes, yes. But before we get into all that, because I think that's going to take up the majority of our show, we do, in fact, have a whiskey for this week's Whiskey and Wrestling. We do. It is the Jack Daniels Bonded, which is bottled in bond, meaning that it is distilled by a single distiller during a single season and matured in a government-bonded warehouse for at least four years. So we know that this whiskey is going to be at least four years old. Mm-hmm. It's going to have been controlled in a government warehouse. Whether that's something that you feel is important, right. I'd say probably not.
0: It's one of those things that got put in ages ago. Like
1: I think it was the Bottled and Bond Act of like 1897 or yeah. something like that.
0: It was it was to prevent people claiming that their whiskeys were older or mm-hmm. claiming that their whiskey was bourbon, no. which are two different things
1: all Um, bourbon is whiskey not all whiskey is bourbon
0: right so one of those like hey we're tired of this garbage we're tired of people basically putting uh Everclear in a bottle with a drop of brown food coloring and saying, yeah, this is yep. a 30-year-old bourbon. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: It has to be bottled at 100 proof, or at least 100 proof. Yep. This is uh, Jack Daniels Bonded is bottled at 100 proof. So 50% alcohol by volume. At least a four-year-old whiskey. Um, yeah. It smells like Jack. It smells like Jack. It's it's going to be a four-year-old Jack. I have it a... a, a, a Sneaking suspicion
0: that it's going to taste like Jack, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe a little bit stronger because it's at that 100 proof. Yeah.
0: And Jack's what normally 90? 80? Something something like
1: that. that, Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Hey, it's Jack. It's a little (coughs) spicier.
1: Excuse me. It's got a little bit of that heat, but it went down pretty smooth. Mm hmm.
0: Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's hotter, you know, yeah. of course, when we talk about whiskey, we talk about alcohol, right? Duh, hotter, but, uh, <clears throat> that's expected. It's a hundred proof, but as far as your flavor profile, as far as all of that, it's Jack. Yeah. I actually like it. I don't, <laughs> I don't hate it for sure. It's uh, it's good. It is better than. Regular Jack
1: yeah, and I think that's going be, um, be a that's going to be a process of its age yeah, and you know the fact that it's just a little more mellow. so, so what like, price
0: range did that fall in?
1: I think after tax it was like forty three bucks
0: okay, so not not super expensive either
1: no, um, you know another 10, fifteen dollars more than like I'll be, I'll a regular be honest, bottle of jack
0: like I'll be honest, I would put it in the same category with <clears throat> probably sixty to sixty five dollar whiskies yeah, easily.
1: It's a nice. If you want to, you know, have a little bit of an aged whiskey,
0: it's a it's it's a more adult Jack Daniels. Yeah. You know, when
1: you get it's, out of, it's a little more complex than Jack. Yeah, when you when you move
0: past finishing the bottle of Jack and then throwing the bottle at the wall to watch it shatter <laughs> and laugh, drink like this. Yeah. This is the so, I got to get screwed up on Jack and then go home because I've got to work in the morning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. I actually enjoy this. I don't think it's not something I'm gonna be grabbing to like, oh, I need a sip on this, whereas right. some of the other stuff that we have, you know, I pour it's like oh let me just sip. Yeah. This
0: one's this one's not bad.
1: Hmm. I drink it. So uh shout out to one of our listeners. We have yeah. uh Nick uh and, and Nick, I'm sorry I'm gonna mispronounce your last name. Uh Opal Whiskey. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Nick reached out to us through Facebook messenger and requested that we review a show. He wanted us to, uh,
0: it was Rumble 90, wasn't it? Yeah. It
1: was the Royal Rumble 1990 and Nick, we're going to get that put on the schedule and it's going to be coming out here soon. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any shows you want us to review or wrestlers that you want us to talk about, we can even do some kind of biography type stuff. Yeah. Uh, Let us know. We'll, we'll do some research and we will, uh. We'll see what we can come up with for you guys. Yeah. So, thank you for the suggestion, Nick.
0: So, do we want what? How do we want to start this one? Do we want to start with what's going to probably take the longest to talk about, or do we want to start with the the shorter pieces and then end with what's going to take the longest to talk about?
1: Let's go through. We're we're not going to talk about Monday Night Raw. We're not going to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. We did have the uh, twenty twenty three payback. Mm-hmm. Pay per view, or I'm sorry, premium live event. PLE, yeah. sir, yes. <laughs> so we had that take place Saturday night, and then as we record this Sunday afternoon, in a few hours, we're going to have the AEW All Out pay per view. Yep. Last week we had All In, and now they're all going to be All Out. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, I, let's go through your payback results. Okay. And then we can talk about the other news that dropped yesterday. Yeah, we can sort of add all that together Uh, because there's some big news that dropped yesterday. All right, so payback starts off with Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage match.
0: I gotta say, this was a really good match.
1: Oh yeah, it told a great story.
0: Like normally, you know, cage to me, cage matches have kind of jumped the shark. Yeah, when it comes right down to it, you know, back in the day, your cage matches were, we're going to put up this cage match because we're going to guarantee no one can interfere. You know, this is the, this is a blood feud that has, it has reached its peak, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And while the Becky Trish thing, I'll go with blood feud has reached its peak. Uh, They've been feuding for quite some time now. The concept of a cage match has completely just, it has no meaning anymore. I don't. I can't think of a cage match in recent history that the cage did anything at
1: all. The the concept of the cage match has become the bad guys are going to get the upper hand on the good guy inside the cage, and there's nothing that the refs or anybody else can do about it. The bad
0: guys will cheat. Yes. Um, And
1: you know, fair enough. That's the thing. Just do
0: a no DQ match, then. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like I. I hate this concept of we have taken the cage match and basically made it a glorified no DQ match.
1: Yeah, Um, it really has. Um, uh, So we have Becky getting the win.
0: Becky gets the win.
1: Zoe Um, Stark, of course, got involved. She did, but Becky was able to overcome, was able to hit Trish with an avalanche, um, Manhandle slam. Yep. And And one, two, three. One, two, three. Uh, After that, you have Trish mad at Zoe.
0: Yeah, if we're not doing more.
1: And after Trish slaps Zoe, Zoe walks over to the door acting like she's going to walk out, grabs the door, shuts it, and then hits Trish with a Z360. Yeah. And leaves her laying in the ring. Now we're gonna get Zoe Stark versus Trish, which is what we needed. I think we we use Becky to establish Trish is still relevant.
0: Yeah, I think we either see that or we see Trish leave now, and Zoe kind of moves a little f- more face ish.
1: Or you move Zoe face, but I think you have her face, Trish. I think you yeah. I, I think you put Zoe in a short. It does, I don't need this to be long, but you've used Becky. Mm-hmm. to reestablish Trish. Yep. It would be a crying shame to not have Trish put over Zoe. Agreed. In the next... It, I which, mean, it, we don't have to... I don't even have to say... I'm not even saying we need to make it all the way Which is to, why that's not going to happen, but yeah. I agree. Uh, and I don't even say we need to take this all the way to Survivor Series. Like, whatever the next PLE is... Um,
0: uh, backlash. Drop, you know, drop I, it off. Backlash. Um who knows anymore. Uh, they they said what it was and I do not remember. Yeah. But it's it's the October one.
1: Yeah, just just take her there, have Zoe confidently beat Trish and you've established Zoe as somebody who's like she's already had some great matches with Becky. Yeah. So this is just wrapping it up. Go. Now like you said it's not going to happen, but there you go. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, moving down, we have the Miz versus L.A. Knight. Yeah, with special guest referee. Couldn't see him the entire match. John Cena.
0: Yeah, there was a there was a a, a segment before this match between John Cena and the Miz. Miz kind of runs down John Cena about being the host of Payback and how he's doing a terrible job. You know, take it from me, the Miz, who's hosted multiple WrestleManias, that kind of thing.
1: When I was the host of WrestleMania, I wore a ten thousand dollars suit.
0: Yep. And you're out here looking like a Teletubby from the '90s, um, you know, So that happens, right? La Knight comes out, huge pop for La Knight. Yeah, Knight gets the win. Um, there were there were several instances where one or the other of them was either trying to cheat or trying to take advantage, and Cena physically got involved, right? Like he physically th- threw La Knight out of a corner. He physically kicked the Miz's arm off a rope uh, when he was trying to use it for leverage on a pin. Yeah. Uh, There was a spot where Miz was in front of Cena. Knight was trying to attack Miz. Miz moved out of the way, and L.A. Knight pulled up because Cena, like, dropped in like, nothing's going to punch you in the face if you hit me.
1: Um, Well, he did it
0: to both of them. He did it to both
1: of them. I think L.A. Knight moved out the way, got Miz in Cena's face, and then Miz moved out the way as L.A. Knight yeah. tried to hit him from behind. And I think Miz then rolled L.A. Knight up. He did, which... Uh, L.A. Knight kicked count, out.
0: Uh, ends up, L.A. Knight hits the blunt force trauma for the three. Uh, on the top of the rope, uh, L.A. Knight and Cena shake hands. Yeah. At the top
1: of the ramp. At LA the top L- of the ramp, yeah. Uh, they, they shake hands, but they have a little bit of a face-off beforehand. Yeah. We're going to see We're L.A. See Knight, that. John Cena... I'm fine with that's a little handing of the torch, yeah, to, like, you know,
0: I guess, you know, walks in the back, you know, he points at LA Knight and he goes, it's all your show. Enjoy it and walks off. Yeah. So, uh, John Cena had made a statement I think yesterday or day before or a couple of days ago that, uh, he was impressed at how given a little bit of, of rope, given a little mm-hmm. bit of, of slack, right. How far LA Knight has just gotten the fans basically eating out of his hand. At this point, yeah. So,
1: Lynn's credence to our theory that the wrestlers should be able to do their own stuff, and yeah, at not, least some of like I'm not saying get rid of the writers because the writers can help keep everything on track, mm-hmm. but if well, like there are my some. my personal issues with La Knight and his promo style aside, mm-hmm. I like he does he's good in the ring he's solid all the way through. I just think he cuts the same promo, yeah, uh, but. He's connected with the audience doing that. Mm -hmm. He goes out there. He believes what he says. Conversely, when you have Roman Reigns, what is it, five years ago now, who goes out there and has to say, suffer and succotash. It's been closer, like seven
0: years ago, I think.
1: You know, but still, like, it's all about connection and believing. And if you tell me I have to go out there and say, suffer and succotash on live television. It's not going to be believable. And, yeah, I can do it. But there's not gonna be any belief I feel behind like, it. I
0: feel like what we what you need is okay, the you need the writers to keep the story moving, to keep the story ideas. Some of the talent the writers should be able to go to and say, Hey, we need to hit this bullet point, this bullet point, this bullet point. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Other talent the writers need to be like, Here is your script. Yeah. Read it verbatim. You know, that kind of thing. The goal should be to start to get all of those that are reading on the script to the bullet point stage. That takes time. That takes energy. There are going to be some of those wrestlers that will never get past that. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some of these guys that, and gals for that matter, who I don't think they have it in them to be able to create that promo on the fly. Yeah.
1: Right? No, and and there's nothing wrong with that because no, not no, everybody no, no. is meant not to be... Not everybody is that
0: person, yeah. right? Uh, but to put it out as a across-the-board everybody will have a script, I just feel like that is a bad way to go. And it creates situations like with Bray Wyatt, who is one of the most creative people on the planet, who at different points in his career either got stuck by writers saying no you have to do it this way and then when he did get a little bit of freedom it was almost like they told him just do whatever you want to yeah and he didn't have anybody to kind of pull him back and be like easy you're getting a little close there you're you're fixing to lose the crowd so but
1: yeah now there's a place for writers yeah for sure but they don't need to be the end-all be-all this isn't a sitcom so we then head into Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. I went and got dinner at this point when we were watching. This is for the United I States Championship. Just don't care. This was for the United States Championship. The LWO came out with PWO shirts on.
0: Yeah, they were Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh,
1: Pittsburgh. World World Order shirts. Okay. Um,
0: Sold exclusively at the stadium.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ray gets the win. It was a solid match. I don't think that. Austin Theory has that it factor that he WWE seems to think he does. But they also seem to have noticed, okay, the fans aren't biting.
0: Yeah. Austin Theory is a garbage human who is a mediocre wrestler at best. Um, He does not have it. You're, you're a thousand percent right. And unfortunately, as much as I liked Rey Mysterio, I'm tired of Rey Mysterio. And that's weird to say because he's not on TV all the time or anything. They're just not doing anything with him and the LWO. Honestly, it should have been Escobar that got that title win. Um, Build up your new guy. Rey Mysterio doesn't need a U.S. title. Mm. Everybody knows who he is. You could have given the belt to Escobar and it would have been just fine.
1: But and it would help establish Escobar as not Ray's replacement, because and no. I think that that's where everybody gets bogged down. The WWE keeps trying to replace Ray. Yeah. Ray is irreplaceable. Exactly. He is irreplaceable, but you can find somebody who can step into that Ray Mysterio role. Exactly. So we have the, Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a... uh, Pittsburgh Street Fight. It's, was it, is that what it was?
0: Uh, I think that's what... They had a different name for it, but it was basically a street fight. Yeah. Uh, Kevin was, Owens is the only one that got the memo that it was a street fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else came out in their wrestling gear. KO came out in jeans and a Terry Funk shirt.
1: Well, no, he came out in a, K- o- a Kevin Owens shirt. shirt. He tore off the Kevin Owens shirt to reveal a Terry Funk shirt. They do a spot where Judgment Day gets both of Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens knocked behind... A barricade somewhere. When they stand up, they are wearing Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys and they got jerseys hockey with hockey sticks that they then beat the crap out of Judgment Day. Um, uh, eventually, the rest of Judgment Day gets involved. Yeah, this
0: was a five-on-two match. Yeah, uh, because Raya gets involved, Dom gets involved, and JD McCullough gets involved or McDonough McDonough, yeah. McDonough I think. Uh, so.
1: Here's kind of what happened. Dominic gets involved. Dominic gets the snot beat out of him. He got involved before the, uh, the uh, hockey stuff. Yeah, he gets the snot beat out of him. Gets runs to the back, makes an appearance later on where uh, Kevin Owens does a swanton to him from up on a balcony through he a table.
0: He channeled his inner Sting.
1: And uh, then J D. Uh, McDonough gets involved. And breaks up a pin. Owens takes him out by uh, doing a pop-up powerbomb to the corner of the announced desk. And that desk doesn't move. It looked painful. Uh, Owens was then speared through a barricade by Rhea. Mm -hmm. And... Then the rest of the match happened. Like, you know, yeah. that wasn't the end of it, but that was basically the the start of the fall. There was some trading, some pin attempts, and then the yeah, Judgment Sammy, Day gets the win.
0: Sammy hit the haluba kick, went for the pin, that got broken up, and then he got rolled up, I think.
1: Yeah, was it was, you know.
0: So, yeah, it was five on two. Uh, uh, Sammy and KO held the belts, I saw, for like 150 days. Um, I'm okay with them losing. Like, that's fine. Those two don't need titles. Uh, To me, they have moved past that. It was a good story, them winning them, taking them off the Usos. Cool. Um, This sets up. They had the belts now. Here you go.
1: Uh, This sets up the Judgment Day to move forward in their quest to get all of the gold. Yeah, And it's fine. I I have no issues with this. I kind of thought we were going to see the uh, women's title match go a little differently following this. But... We'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. This was a solid match.
0: Yeah. It was a it was, lot of it fun. It was a solid street fight.
1: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And it really, Kevin Owens, Sami he, Zayn looked strong. It actually, like, WWE is not going to say this. It made Judgment Day look weak. It did. The only,
0: and I was going to say, the, the biggest drawback that I can say on this is, and it's not just Judgment Day, it's every heel faction in every wrestling. Uh, organization right now they cannot win without a massive amount of interference and the old head mentality of that was well that keeps the faces strong right mm-hmm. the face didn't lose to the heel the face only lost because the heel had three buddies, so it was just overwhelming odds and that's why the face lost unfortunately i argue the opposite of that it doesn't make the face look strong. It makes the heel look weak. Yeah. And you may say, well, Jason, that's the, that's the same thing. But no, it's not. Making the heel look weak completely removes your baby face from the picture. Yeah. Now we just have a heel that cannot win without help. So either A, they're going to get their ass beat, which isn't an effective heel or you know the formula of every single match. Like, look at Roman. Roman is in a position right now that I know any match that Roman is ever in, there's going to be 14 different points of interference, and that's how he's going to win. Why do I need to watch the match then? Yeah. Like, that, that's just how I feel about it. Roman should be that guy who beats the holy piss out of everybody, except you get that one every once in a while. You get that Cody Rhodes. Because right? that, that seems to be what they're making there. Or You get that KO earlier in the rain where he just can't get it done by himself. He has to have help. Yeah. Everybody else, though? Baron Corbin? No, I don't need help for Baron Corbin. <laughs> Nobody needs help for Baron Corbin you except know, Baron you, Corbin. AJ Styles. I don't need help for AJ Styles. I don't need help for Sami Zayn. I don't need help for either of the Usos. I don't need help for anybody.
1: And you're not making guys like AJ Styles look weak because you have Roman barely get the win yeah. over AJ by himself. Mm-hmm. But he still steamrolled he still AJ. does it. You know. Yeah, it, I agree with you.
0: It's just, it, it's it's formulaic, and it's, and, and the thing is, like, it goes back to what I said about Besh, uh, Becky, and Trish, right? Besh. Besh. Uh, <laughs> You could put it in a cage. You could say, okay, fine. You guys can't win on your own. We'll put this in a steel cage. And now you've taken away the heels advantage and, you know, you get to see them lose. Except that doesn't happen anymore. We put it in a steel cage and somebody hides under the ring or they knock out the referee on the outside and go in anyway. Or or they they just climb over over the top. You know, okay, well, we'll put it in a hell in a cell. Okay, they do the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It no, they, does nothing. They're afraid to write anything other to write a than strong the bad Interface. guy. Yeah. Uh, we then get a segment with uh, Cody Rhodes and Grayson Waller for the Grayson Waller effect.
0: Which, as far as segments are concerned, it wasn't bad. I kind of have a problem with segments like this on a on a, a ple.
1: Yeah, I don't need them on a ple.
0: I don't need it. This should have been on like SmackDown or Raw. Uh, you know, Cody comes out, he, he kind of breaks the fourth wall a bit on these. He's like, I know, you know, what's going to happen. We're going to get into an art. You're going to say something to piss me off. We're going to get into an argument. I'm going to hit a crossroads on you through this table, then knock down all your plants. And I like Grayson Waller's response. What did the plants do? (laughs) Um, it sounded like Cody was about to announce that he was going to SmackDown Mm -hmm. because he's like. You know, I put I pulled all my chips. I I pulled every string and, and friendship that I had to get this to happen, you know. And it sounded like he was about to say, I'm going to SmackDown so I can finish the story, right?
1: Yeah. No, he introduces Jey Uso. And he says, I hope I'm not making a mistake.
0: Yeah. as Jey Uso as the newest member of the Raw roster, which it makes me feel like maybe we're going to find out on, say, Raw or SmackDown or something that it was a trade. And... Cody is going to SmackDown and Jay is coming to Raw in a trade between the two brands. Yeah. They just got left out here because that would make sense. Yeah. It makes no sense for Cody
1: to want to get Jay to Raw. Well, the the way Cody put it is he saw something on SmackDown that he had to make right. And that was Jay quitting WWE because of everything going on.
0: Oh, speaking of real quick while we're here. Uh, On SmackDown, John Cena and Jimmy Uso had a confrontation uh, in the ring where Cena told Jimmy that the wrong Uso quit. Uh, I thought that was a really good, you know, just to to attach there, right? Yeah. Um, I personally think the Bloodline story is dumb now. It has gone beyond useful to anyone at this point, so I'm glad Jay is over. On Raw, maybe he is bitty, he is broken apart from it now.
1: It's going to set it apart. It's not he's not done with it yet because we're going to start to build through Rumble to yeah. Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania. So that's and I, look, give it, a, I, give it a
0: give it some breath, give it some room to breathe right now is my thought.
1: Yeah, and and I don't necessarily care to see Jimmy versus Jay. I don't think that's a WrestleMania level match. I mean, but with that being said, it'd be a
0: rumble match though that'd be all with,
1: right. With that being said, that's their dream match. Yeah, they want to face each other at Mania, sure. and you know what they—they they have them. each put in the Give work. Them. Let them have it. Let them have it, and let's you know. Um, we then move into the women's world championship match: Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. This was a match.
0: It was a match. Um. I fully expected Rodriguez to pick up the win here.
1: Yeah, so after the Judgment Day got the tag belts, they held this little mini celebration mm-hmm. with Pyro and fireworks. And I was like, well, surely Rhea's going to lose this now. Because they did. Why didn't they wait until now for that celebration? Also on Raw last week, Rhea, uh, Finn and...
0: Priest were kind of bickering at each other backstage, and Raya and Dom walked up and said, all I know, boys, is if y'all don't bring the gold to Judgment Day uh, after payback, there's going to be some changes around here. And then her and Dominic walked off. Um, I fully expected Raya to lose here, and this to start telling the story of, you know, basically Raya and Dom leaving, Mm -hmm. uh, and J.D. McDonough joining. Uh, with Priest and Finn. I kind of expected that. And yeah. they didn't do it that way. Rey, cont- Rey uh, uh Retained. So,
1: there you yeah. go. Uh, we get the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This had... I haven't really been watching WWE lately. I, I'm just mm-hmm. being perfectly honest and transparent, yeah. guys. I really... I've been following it, but not really watching it. If that makes any sense. And... Shinsuke has been building for a brief period of time to a feud with Seth where he announced that Seth has has a broken back. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't want to take the title from Seth. He wanted to hurt Seth and he wanted to break Seth and he wanted to let Seth go home yeah. and spend time with his child and you know while well, he
0: still can.
1: But and he was going to take the burden mm-hmm. of the title off of seth mm-hmm. he had a really cool entrance like pre-match and you know like video anime play anime yeah. kind of thing and then his music hit shinsuke nakamura uh evil anime villain you know which all of it tied in together very well it was very well done i'm glad they're not doing the rap over his yeah. theme music because it just it really i understand did. why they do I, it I, I like it the worked for, was
0: cool but it, it didn't work
1: well it it worked for what he was doing at the time, but this is a more cerebral mm-hmm. style heel yeah the just the music playing was perfect so, so. Seth uh, retains Seth retains after a solid match, a lot of back and forth, mm-hmm. and that was uh um, was payback, yeah, that was payback it it was good like yeah. it was a solid show,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was not disappointed in it. You know, I paid I think I got peacock on the, you know, hey like nineteen dollars for a year type thing. Um I felt like I got my money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> uh which speaking of money's worth. So tonight we mentioned earlier, uh all out is tonight. We're mm-hmm. recording this on Sunday. Um last week was all in. All in was forty nine ninety nine. Purchased through Bleacher Report. All out this week is forty nine ninety nine. dollars Purchased through Bleacher Report. Several people made a, con- you know, online. And by several, I mean thousands. You know, Tony, why didn't you offer a bundle? You know, why wasn't it like, okay, I can either get all in for $49.99 or all out for $49.99 or, hey, I can get both of them for 75 Give me half off of one of them, Right and his response was yeah that's a little too difficult to do so we're just going to charge full price for both of them um i'm very interested to see what the pay per view buy rates for this one is considering there was really no build to all out here because they had a week after the fallout from all in
1: um, and they certainly didn't do a whole lot of build beforehand they
0: didn't do a whole lot of build beforehand like i've got the the card here which i want to run down okay um I'm not purchasing this one. It's the first AEW pay-per-view that I'm not purchasing, and we're not purchasing as a group. I'm not going to a friend's house or anything like that to watch it where they purchased it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to miss this one. Mm-hmm. It's the first one because I'm not buying two pay-per-views at full price back-to-back. It's just not happening. It's, and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So this is the card. You got the TNT champion Christian K. I mean, Luchasaurus uh, versus Darby Allen. Okay, that's going to be a decent match, but, and there's been a little bit of build to that because that was mm. one of the matches that was announced for this, right? Yeah. Uh, we have an eight-man tag match, FTR and the Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold. That was put together last night on Collision. Which, uh, the Bucks were on Collision. But, but Jason, you say, why were the Bucks on Collision? Because, you know, that's CM Punk show. We're getting there. We'll, we'll get there. Um, We have the ROH World Television title, Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. I've never seen Shane Taylor in a match. I know who he is, but I've never seen him. Eddie Kingston and Shibata versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. That'll probably be a good match, but it's not got any build anywhere. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, other than the normal, the the build that they've had between Eddie Kingston. And and BCC. Yeah, like but um, it has no specific build for this match. Right.
0: You've got Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. This had a contract sighting on the pre-pre-show of All In. Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. This was set up at All In. Kenny Omega versus Takeshita, which this was has been going for a while. So this is also one of the matches that was announced before All In for this show. You have the ROH World Tag Team Championship of MJF and Adam Cole versus the Dark Order. Dark Order won a Battle Royal on Collision, our Rampage, one of the two, to fight these guys for the title. And then your main event is Orange Cassidy versus Jon Moxley in the most convoluted-as-hell way to get this match. Ordinarily, if you have a champion, mm-hmm. right, the champion says, I'm the champion. And then somebody comes up and goes, I'm challenging you. And then another person comes up and goes, no, I'm challenging you. Normally, the champion goes, okay, well, you two fight. And whoever wins can fight me at the pay-per-view. Um, that's not how this worked. Orange Cassidy said he wanted to fight Moxley. Penta said he wanted to fight Moxley. So, Orange Cassidy fought Penta on Dynamite. So, whoever won would fight Moxley. So, the challenger was the, the champion had to win a match to fight the challenger. Yeah, I, I don't like that, but this is
1: going to be your main event. Now, now there was there was supposed to be a different main event. Well, hold on. In the build-up to this match on Wednesday night on Dynamite, we got possibly the best line. Yes. In professional wrestling ever.
0: I'm Orange Cassidy.
1: And I, I... don't have a catchphrase.
0: And then immediately those the shirts started being printed.
1: 10 out of 10, no yes. notes. No notes.
0: <laughs> um, now, there was a match announced for All Out. It was going to be Ricky Starks versus uh,
1: CM Punk. For the real. For the real world, world championship.
0: championship.
1: What happened, Jason? This Why? was
0: announced before All In. Now, we talked last week about what happened at All In. Mm-hmm. Punk and, between Punk and Perry. And Punk got suspended. Perry got suspended. Uh, which turned into, then it was going to be Ricky Starks versus Ricky, Ricky the Dragon. Steamboat. steamboat. In a strap match was, was bantied about. Instead, what we got is we're going to get Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson. Danielson's healed. He's back. He's ready to rock and roll. So that's going to be a good match. Now, you may be saying, oh, you know, that sucks that Starks isn't going to get a shot at the real-world title. And I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't think the real-world title is a thing anymore because yesterday, of all days, I expected this would have taken till Monday, considering where Collision was and where All Out is. AEW released a statement. What'd they say? Um, let me get it pulled up here.
1: Four score and seven years ago,
0: our S- forefathers... No. Statement from All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan. All Elite Wrestling, AEW, has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with calls effective immediately. The termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, General Manager, and Head of Creative of AEW. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All-In London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee met and later convened with outside legal counsel, before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with Calls. Khan offered the following statement. Phil played an important role within AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contract with Calls is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish it didn't have to, I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I'm making the decision in the best interest of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television and at arenas and stadiums throughout the world. So, Punk got fired. Yep. With calls. So, this wasn't just a, hey look man, um... Amical break. It's you not working go out. Away. We'll stay here. We'll shake hands and say it didn't work. This is with calls. This is a, you breached your contracts. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Your I said good day. Fight. Right. This is a Vince McMahon <laughs> moment, right? So... The reason I say I'm surprised this came out yesterday is because Collision and All Out are in Chicago. Yeah. Now
1: the fact that this came out while they're in Chicago blew, blew our minds. Right ahead of
0: Collision yesterday, Tony Khan came out and announced uh, and addressed the crowd. Right, like when he comes out, there, there's a video of it floating around on YouTube. You know that kind of stuff. Like he comes out, the crowd is booing something fierce they've been told, punk's gone. There's no punk merchandise. Yeah, it's over. Dead, right? Mm-hmm. And like during the first part of him talking, the crowd is just constantly booing. And he and he 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 goes like, "Look, I get it. I understand. You know."
1: He's like, "Y'all are actually being kinder than I thought you would be."
0: Right. By the end of everything, the crowd's cheering for him. Um, he, he says that he has been going to wrestling shows, he's been backstage with these things, he's
1: been with football his whole life. Well, and he grew up in Illinois. Yeah. Like, he grew up... Yeah. I don't know how far it is from Chicago. I'm not going to lie, say I know how how far, but he grew up in Illinois. He is mm-hmm. from Illinois. Yeah. So,
0: And, you know, he said, I have never felt threatened or had my safety called into question ever, until they're an in all-in. And, you know, we've heard, like, outside reports. We've heard, you know, eyewitness-type stuff where, you know, Punk was swinging it. uh Jungle Boy had him in a headlock. Their monitors fell. The, he
1: made a move towards He made a move towards
0: Tony Khan. You know, he's screaming, I quit the whole time. Like, all this kind of stuff, right? Tony Khan made the right call. He, he should have made the right call a year ago uh, because if I would have acted like CM Punk did at a press conference for my job, my boss would have canceled everything, would have pulled the plug on the mics, this interview is over,
1: and that would have been it. Well, and I think... And that was before the fight. I think with, with Brawlout last year, there was just enough question as to how did it start that tony didn't have a clear say yeah I this mean, that's happened fair. and that's i think that that's why that's why tony let him stick around he suspended him for well, no, 6 no, no. months i'm not even and, talking about the fight i'm no, talking
0: about the, the oh, way yeah, no, he I'm, acted on the the media scrum
1: right yeah. that would have
0: been it for a normal guy
1: oh yeah but CM punk's not a normal guy like it, love him or hate him, sure. CM Punk is CM Punk. Yeah. So, the media scrum thing, sure. It, for any of us, for any of the other wrestlers on the roster, probably would have been fired. Mm-hmm. But he's CM Punk. He gets in the fight in the back. There's just enough there of who started it. What was the actual? How did the Bucks come into the room? How did the or right. the Elite come into the room? When did Kenny get bit? You know how how did all of that go down? the Okay, we're gonna suspend everybody for a little while, and then it's we're all gonna come back. We're not gonna get them to face off against each other, you know, be in the same buildings, whatever. This happened in front of Tony. In front of Tony, in gorilla, yeah. While Jungle Boy reportedly, while Jungle Boy was being seen by medical, yeah, to just you know remove whatever glass was remaining on his Mm -hmm. body. And, and just make, you know, sure, just to check night. out. Just to check out. And it didn't end with Jungle Boy. He lunged, reportedly, mm-hmm. at Tony. Yep. Now, it's now come out that there's been several uh, issues that may have built up for Punk. One of them being there was supposed to be a sit-down between Punk and the Elite prior to All In where Tony Khan was going to be there. It was going to be kind of a mediator type thing. Uh, This was supposed to take place in Atlanta. And the elite called it off. Yeah. So that added to some frustration. Mm -hmm. I don't know if somebody messed up on AEW's side, but there was no uh, transportation from the airport provided. So to CM Punk or really apparently to any of the wrestlers from the airport to the hotel.
0: According to what I've heard on that one, AEW doesn't do that. They don't provide transportation to their people from airports to shows. You get it yourself. You catch a cab, you catch an Uber, you get the bus, you take the subway, whatever. But you do it yourself to get here. And Um, honestly, that's what WWE does. They don't send cars mm -hmm. for most people. Yeah, only like, only the superstars have their buses or whatever that they the, come the to the superstars arena
1: have with. their buses. The Chris Jericho when he makes his sudden return, he would have a car for somebody to pick him up at the airport, yeah. so that he's not spending all day at the airport yeah, like waiting they, on a vehicle or something. The,
0: they have people for like the surprise come, returns that where they're working the boys in the back too, right? Yeah, where it's like you don't know this person's gonna make their return. Yeah. You, you have a car, pick them up early
1: bring them to the stadium and they stay in their own personal locker room away from everybody. You know, if they're they're in New York, you have them fly into New Jersey and drive across or something, you know. But, like, here's the deal. All of that added and built up to CM Punk, and CM Punk had also been getting a lot of grief in the back. Mm Mm-hmm. And wasn't happy in his position. Yeah. Well, you know, my, he he,
0: want, he wanted to be a leader but did not want to do the work to mm-hmm. be a leader. He wanted to be called a leader just because I've been around for a long time. Yep. Uh, you know, there uh, an interview came out earlier today. This was from months ago. It was Jungle Boy, Ruby Soho. I forget who else was on the panel. But the question was asked to Jungle Boy, would you ever want to work with CM Punk? And he kind of—I don't know if I want to answer this, right? He hemmed and hawed a little bit, and, they, and the the interviewer was like, "Don't worry, it's just between us." You know, there's like people all over the place; it's being recorded. Ha ha ha! You know. And his response was basically, "I—I I don't know." Right now, you would think younger wrestler, younger talent, grew up watching CM Punk. Would you like to work with CM Punk? Hell yeah, I'd love to work with CM Punk. You know, he was one of my idols growing up, blah, 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 blah. So when you get a response like that, okay, I have questions. You know, and then now seeing how Punk acted with Brawl Out and with Brawl In and all this kind of stuff, you know, like we said before, that now brings up questions about how did he act in WWE? Mm -hmm. You know, Vince, you know, cut him loose, right? And Punk went on and talked about how, you know, all this happened. And he was FedEx, his release papers on his wedding on his wedding day and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, that sucks. But now I want to look back and WWE never really made a statement other than yeah. we wish him well in his future endeavors.
1: Um, and was WWE really aware of his right. wedding day? And were they aware so, that the
0: FedEx was going to get there on his wedding day? So it, it calls to mind for me okay, seeing how Punk acted here, how much of it was yeah the way he said it was and how much of it was WWE just being like, you know, we're, we're tired of this asshole.
1: Yeah. And this is a way to get rid of you, Yeah, and you know, you have that. I, I feel like everybody else in the chat overlooked Jay's comment um, that he didn't know that CM Punk and AJ Lee were renewing their wedding vows oh, yeah. yesterday. I feel like everybody <laughs> else in the group overlooked that. That being said, look, CM Punk earned this firing 100%. percent hmm I have no qualms about it. Should Jungle Boy have said had turned to the camera and said, it's real glass, get over it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just being objective, but also that hurt literally no one. Right. Literally no one. The fact that that set CM Punk off actually has me concerned that CM Punk has undiagnosed mental issues. I mean, it's possible. Uh, it, It just does. It does. I'm not saying he does, but, like, that is such a small thing. And CM Punk's wrestling career is done. Mm-hmm. I will yeah, never I, say never. I will never say never that, you know, yeah. we won't see him again. But I, with the fact that he was kicked out of a WWE event yeah. earlier this year, I don't see CM Punk coming back. Yeah,
0: he was kicked out of a WWE event. There are still people high up in WWE that can't stand his guts.
1: yeah. He
0: um, he burned all his bridges with AEW. Oh, yeah. Period. Um, I wouldn't see him going to Impact. I wouldn't see Impact. Let me rephrase that. I wouldn't see Impact being able to put forward the money yeah. that CM Punk would want. Um, He's too old to go over to New Japan or any of that kind of stuff. I just don't see that happening. And New um, Japan has such a
1: good rapport with... AEW right. right now, whether it remains that way forever yeah, remains I, I to be seen. I don't see that happening. But they have such a good rapport with AEW that if New Japan wants to hire them, I can imagine them picking up and saying, hey, Tony, give us the real scoop. We're, we're thinking happened? about bringing yeah. this guy in. What what happened? And they're going to be like, no, we're not bringing him in. Oh, yeah, no, we're not doing that. You know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Punk's gone from wrestling um, again. Punk's gone from wrestling. Good Good riddance.
0: Uh, oh, Moxtradamus had a comment that he made uh, last year? year yeah, before, last it was last year. year. Uh, Sept- it was September of last year uh, where he said, y'all all want to see CM Punk? Well, you better watch him soon because he's not going to be long for here. Uh, weak mind, our weak body, weak ego, weak mind. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Punk thought he was invincible. And you know what? I really hate it because, again, you know, Punk was one of my favorites growing up. Mm-hmm. He was that well. I won't even necessarily say growing up. I was already grown at that point. But you know, he was that counterculture guy. He was the punk rocker. He was you know. I'm not afraid to to say what I want to say. I mean, I mean, look
1: there's there's no denying it. CM Punk was good. He was good. Mm-hmm. He created a gimmick that got over that he was able to use. His real life straight edge, mm-hmm. as both a face and, and a, a heel. heel, yeah, which utterly amazing that you're able to do that exactly, and do it effectively. Mm-hmm. But he bought into his own hype. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> he is. An, he is an asshole. So, and he thought he was invincible, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. You just It's not hard to, to see. We can go back and we can start reading the tea leaves now for, that everything has happened and we can point to well, several different things that you, led to this.
0: Could you imagine? So TK puts this out and says that the disciplinary committee and outside legal both, you, both said he got to go. Yeah. If TK would have said, nah, I don't want to fire him, what kind of shitstorm would that have caused?
1: No, Punk left Tony with no choice. Remember he left him with
0: no choice. Remember at all. two
1: months ago, three months ago, however many you know, however long ago was when we started when Punk, Collision. Yeah, when Punk returned, see, uh, Tony Khan stood up in the back, clapping, cheering, and was start trying to start a CM Punk chant. Yeah, amongst the boys in the back. Yeah, Tony Khan was a huge CM Punk fan. Yeah, to he say was. The least. He was. Again, I say it, CM Punk left Tony with no choice. Because if if Tony doesn't fire CM Punk following Brawl in, yep. he loses any and all credibility with the boys in the back. Mm-hmm. And you see Jungle Boy's uh, contract come up. Whenever it is, if it's next year, if it's later this year, whenever it's supposed to come up, yep. you see him jump ship to WWE. Because any of the quote-unquote pillars of AEW, they've, they're they getting a contract offer from WWE.
0: Oh, for sure. I would think you so. Know, yep. Any of them.
1: The Elite, this happens again, mm-hmm. and CM Punk still doesn't get fired.
0: Yep. they're They're leaving.
1: Matt, Nick, they're gone. Yeah, they'll go to WWE or done, they'll retire. Gone. Yep. Because uh, apparently Matt, Matt. talked about retiring yeah, already. Matt says we've done it all. We've we've done everything we can do. Yep. Uh, so, I don't know what's left. They're really it. CM Punk boxed himself in. And you can go back now and look and see all the talk about CM Punk being a locker room leader since he returned. And yada, 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 yada. I don't think, I think that's all spin from Tony and punk trying to control the, the narrative Mm -hmm. because these aren't the actions of a locker room leader.
0: Not at all. Not even slightly.
1: So. Oh, well remains to be seen what happens now. Um, I do believe that the, uh, discipline committee and the investigation in part was to justify firing CM Punk to the, uh, to Warner discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that was probably a big reason that they got collision was they still had CM Punk, but now they're able to say, look, we, we didn't want to fire him, but we had no choice. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give TNT the the heads up at Warner Brothers Discovery going to be like, well, that's right. We have the investigation report in front of us. Yep. And don't forget, all of this was on camera. So eventually we're going to see this. Um, <laughs> it's going to get leaked sometime.
0: Oh, I'm sure it will. Because, I mean, Wembley's got cameras everywhere.
1: Wembley's got cameras everywhere. AEW had cameras all over the place. Yep. It's going to get leaked. We're going to see what happened.
0: Oh, for sure. So, I I feel like it may not be, you know, next week. But at some point, I feel like we're going to see some CC footage of what happened. So, I guess really, you got
1: anything else? I don't have anything else.
0: All right. Well, in that case, we'd like to thank McNarb Gaming. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Greg. Yep, for letting us use this space to record uh, each week to bring this this show to you, lovely people. Um, if you need a board game or a card game or a miniatures game or dice or you know role playing games, any of that kind of stuff, please come up to McNarb Gaming, pick up something cool for your you or your family. Uh, don't see it on the shelf? Ask one of the dudes that works there. Uh, be able to probably order it for you. Have it in within a couple, within a week or so. Yeah. Uh, plus you're supporting your local game store instead of Amazon. So that's always a plus.
1: They've got some killer deals going on right now. Yeah. If you for, well uh
0: Labor Day, <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to put this out? Are you putting it out today? Yeah, it'll go out today. Okay. So if you hear this today or tomorrow, they've got sales going on.
1: I thought they had Actually, sales going through next week. Is it through next week? I thought, I thought it, was it was only, only the, the weekend.
0: 10th. Okay. Maybe it's a whole week then come see them anyway, whether there's a sell or not come buy their stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, while you're here in Gautier, head on over to Big Dog Liquor and pick yourself up a bottle of something nice. They've got a lot of great whiskeys and spirits and wines. Pick yourself up. This is where I picked up this bottle of uh, Jack Daniels Bonded. They had a lot more of these on the shelf. They've got, you can pick yourself up some cherries that have been soaking in moonshine. Oh, yeah. Uh, those, are,
0: if you, those are good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I almost bought those yesterday. And I was like, "No, I want to drink."
0: <laughs> Those are very good. So,
1: um, but pick something up. They've got deals going. Uh, military: If you're a veteran, you get discount there. If you are a senior citizen, you get a discount. If you're a senior citizen veteran, you can stack the discounts on Wednesdays. So go on down, check them out, tell them we sent you. Pick up something nice to drink, and uh, start stocking up because the uh, holiday season's right around the corner. It's coming. And you know you're going to need that alcohol to deal with your family. Absolutely.
0: Um, So now that you've picked up something to drink, you've picked up a game, you've listened to us, Mm -hmm. give our buddies at Travelers on the Omnibus a listen. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Uh, If you listened to us last week, Brady and Jody were on, Mm -hmm. helping us discuss All In. Yep, All In. Yeah, Yeah. All (laughs) In. Um, They've been playing City of Mist uh, which is an RPG where you are, I know I'm going to screw this up, but I know it's at least close. You are sort of possessed by a mythical god being. And you are trying to balance your your overwhelmingly god power and the fact that really you're just the dude who does IT at Best Buy. Uh, and And the story that involves from that. So, uh, you know, give them a
1: listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a pretty awesome show. And Jody has his own podcast, Fearology. Check that out. That's his relationship with the horror genre, what it means to him, how it's affected him in his life. Does deep dives into old horror movies and even releases some experimental music and that kind of stuff. So check him out on Fearology.
0: And then finally, uh, if movies are your thing, not just horror movies, but all movies. Listen to Silence Your Cell Phones. Our, our buddies, Jarrett and Kevin, they do uh, new movies, old movies, bingeable shows, that kind of stuff. They've got, their, they've got a podcast. They've also got on YouTube. They they record. So uh, give them a listen out. Yep. Uh, so I guess, really, With all of that being said. With all of that said, unless Michael decides to punch somebody during the next week and gets fired, uh, we'll be back probably next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.